0: Hello and welcome to Healthcare Beans, I'm your host James Haven. In this episode, I'm going to focus on a rather interesting startup in value-based healthcare. On Healthcare Beans, I often talk and write about the many federal and state programs which address some really big challenges in healthcare, mostly around lowering healthcare spending or expanding access to good healthcare. And to be fair, the results of these government programs are kind of mixed. Many of these programs fall under some sort of accountable care model, and these models try to connect physician or hospital payment to patient health outcomes. So to put it simply, this means good doctors are rewarded for delivering good care, and bad doctors are financially penalized. And I give more details around this in episode one of this podcast. But again, the results of these programs are mixed. Many of them have not actually reduced the cost of health care, at least not in any significant way. And only a few programs show some promise in doing that in the near future. But outside of government programs, there are a lot of interesting and valuable developments in the private sector. And in the end, it wouldn't be surprising, at least in my opinion, if these healthcare companies start to make some real lasting changes in terms of lowering the cost of care in this country and or improving our health outcomes. And the companies I'm currently thinking about use different types of data along with specialized care teams to manage or more specifically drive down healthcare spending. I think it's worth keeping an eye on these types of companies. And here's a very short list. We have Oak Street Health, Iora Health, Lumeris, Unite Us, and City Block Health. And I will include these company names with links in the show notes in case you're interested in learning more about them. So with that, I'd like to dive more deeply into City Block Health. Now, City Block is headquartered in Brooklyn, New York and operates across the rest of New York City as well as Connecticut, Chicago, and Washington DC. Now the company specializes in delivering quality healthcare to low income patients, which is very interesting. Now, when you hear low income, a few key points come to mind. Low income patients often have more health problems than people with average incomes. And this is a well-known pattern coming out of numerous studies in Medicare, Medicaid, as well as commercial insurance payers. And because low-income patients have more health problems, they're much more expensive to care for. They're more likely to end up in the emergency room, and they're more likely to be hospitalized. And perhaps most importantly, low-income patients often have social service needs that are unmet. And that could be a few things, like a lack of transportation, reliable transportation, or unstable housing, or maybe not having enough food to eat or being socially isolated, so not having nearby friends or family. And studies have shown that these types of social problems, including others, can play a huge role in driving poor health outcomes. Now, going back to Block, the company just completed Series C fundraising and is currently valued at over $1 billion. So perhaps there's an IPO in the near future. And early reporting suggests the company's healthcare delivery model can reduce unnecessary health spending among complex patients. So given this positive news, I'd love to invest in Block Health if, if given the chance. It's a very exciting company, but at the same time, it's really important to understand just how difficult it is to actually reduce healthcare spending for complex, low-income patients. So here's the backstory for managing complex patients in the United States. About 10 years ago, a healthcare group called the Camden Coalition of Healthcare Providers began some innovative programs to address the social determinants of health in complex, low-income patients, and they demonstrated some very positive results in reducing health costs for this population at that time. Now, the broader healthcare community took notice of this and began similar programs across the country with mixed results. Now, fast forward several years later, health researchers coming out of MIT had conducted a randomized control trial for Camden Coalition's delivery programs. And essentially, there was a group of low-income complex patients who were included in Camden's programs. And this group was compared with another group of similar patients who were not included in Camden's programs. And then they tested overall healthcare spending at the end of the day. Now, the result was that Camden's model actually did not work. There was no real difference in healthcare spending between these two groups of patients. And this result was a complete gut punch to the national healthcare community. Now, this doesn't mean it's impossible to reduce healthcare spending for low-income patients, but it does mean that the broader healthcare community does not really have a standard approach or model to do this. That said, there are common ingredients for lowering healthcare spending that should be applicable to these complex patients, and these include social service supports, so offering free or subsidized transportation so that patients can regularly make their doctor visits, or pick up their medication on time, or even when necessary, maybe have their medication delivered to them, so that sort of transportation service. Um, A healthy meals program for patients who cannot afford or have access to nutritious food. And if possible, providing housing benefits for homeless patients. So something above and beyond a homeless shelter. And perhaps most importantly, low-income patients often suffer from some form of mental illness or substance use disorder. So having a very strong focus on behavioral health services is critical to providing good, low-cost care to these patients. And this is what you see when you look at the hiring patterns of a company like CityBlock Health. There's a very strong focus on behavioral health specialists. These include social workers and nurse practitioners with a background in psychiatry. And there's also a strong focus on community health. They're hiring community health partners regularly. And these folks are charged with integrating medical and social service delivery. And this points to an emphasis on care coordination. Now, it's impossible to perfectly suss out CityBlock's care model simply by studying their hiring patterns, but the expected ingredients are there. Again, a focus on behavioral health, a focus on care coordination, and a reliance on nurses and nurse practitioners rather than the more expensive primary care physicians or physician specialists. And based on their latest funding round, I I think they raised something in the neighborhood of $160 million dollars Their investors certainly believe in the care model offered by CityBlock Health. Again, I don't want to make things seem overly optimistic for CityBlock Health. Their care delivery model does seem to hinge on addressing social determinants of health, and this is not an easy thing to do. The key problem with integrating social services into standard medical care delivery is the actual provision of social services. If these services are locally available through one or more nonprofits, then Citiblock can leverage those resources. But if these local resources don't exist, then Citiblock or a partner of Citiblock, like a contracted payer, would have to fund those services in some way or simply not have them, which of course is not ideal. And the availability of social services varies across geography. So some areas have many nonprofits or city and state level programs that provide social services to people who need them, while other areas have really next to nothing. And that would mean that CityBlock's care delivery model would also vary by geography. And I imagine scaling this type of company across different places in the US, especially where social service programs are absent, would be challenging. And to be fair, this is not only CityBlock's problem. Health systems across the country have similar challenges with integrating social service delivery into their care models. Essentially, how do they fund social service supports for a patient population? So despite these challenges, I am excited about this company, about this sector, and I hope they make a big impact on healthcare transformation. Well, that's it for today. If I learn any more about City Block Health, I'll be sure to update the show notes on www.healthcarebeans.com. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts when you get a chance. And share your thoughts or suggestions for future content, especially any healthcare startups that you'd like to learn more about. As always, thanks for listening to Healthcare Beans. I'm your host, James Haven. God bless.